You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Tuesday, October 25th. And this is the best football show podcast. The place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best from Odyssey's football podcast and radio stations. A very busy Monday in the NFL. And I'm here to recap all of it for you on your Tuesday morning. What is likely going to end up being the biggest story from this weekend of games happened on Monday night when Bill Belichick decided to bench Mac Jones after three possessions, putting in rookie Bailey Zappi, who came in and immediately threw a touchdown. The Patriots were down 10 to nothing when Belichick made this decision. Mac Jones had only attempted a handful of passes. Uh, he did have the interception, but he was 3-6 for 13 yards with one interception. His passing rating was just 16.7. Zappi comes in immediately. Immediately leads him down the field for a touchdown. He ends up 14 of 22 with 185 yards. He is well through two interceptions. So he didn't even end up playing that great. The Patriots end up losing the game 33 to 14 to the Chicago Bears, one of the worst teams in the league. And this is a disaster for the Patriots. There's no getting around it. Bill Belichick, certainly with all the Super Bowls he's won, all the success he's had, he to a certain degree is almost above questioning what he's going to do. Maybe there's information he knows that we don't know. Maybe Mac Jones, you know, I know he says this was part of the plan, but ultimately this is a disaster. Like, I was in Philadelphia when the Nick Foles-Carson Wentz thing happened. I was here when Jalen Hurts was put in for Carson Wentz against the Green Bay Packers and then started the next week. Like, I don't want to say this is the beginning of the end for Mac Jones in New England, but pulling Mac Jones in prime time in a game where he was only down 10 nothing. yes, he had the interception, but this was not 30-7. to He was not three interceptions deep. It wasn't even halftime. To pull him for Bailey Zappi is just creating a huge storm that I don't think the Patriots and Bill Belichick knew they were in for when they made this move, but now they are certainly in the middle of it because what they're in the middle of now is a quarterback controversy where the one that nobody wants to go in, I know Zappi didn't play that well, but at this point, Patriots fans want Bailey Zappi to play. He is now going to be on the sideline whenever Mac Jones is on that field with people wishing he was in. There might even be players that want him to go in. Mac Jones was a first-round pick. He was, last year, looking like the franchise quarterback for this team. And Belichick pulled him for a rookie, late-round pick rookie, that 
has really only been okay. I know he's played decent when he's been in there, but let's not act like he's taken the NFL by storm. When you pull a quarterback, you are opening the possibility that that quarterback no longer remains the starter. And that's what the Patriots did. The door is now open. Could Bailey Zappi take this job from Mac Jones? Could he end up being the Patriots guy? It's a possibility now. The Patriots can pretend like it's not a possibility. They can say it's no big deal, that Mac Jones is going to go back in. He's still their guy. But there's a lot of smoke circling now. There was the one report where saying like maybe Mac Jones' ego is you know getting a little bit out of control. That's been refuted by other reports. But when you see him get pulled tonight, like... It something is happening there. We can laugh off reports about the fact that maybe Mac Jones' ego is getting too big, but when you pull somebody, there's a lot in the making there. When the Eagles pulled Carson Wentz, it was a long time coming. They give him a way longer leash than Mac Jones got, but it was a long time coming. And ultimately, when they did it, it meant the end of Wentz's time in Philadelphia. So with Mac Jones being pulled on Monday night, it's fair to wonder, is this the beginning of the end of Mac Jones being in New England? Even if Bailey Zappi's not the guy, if you're Mac Jones, do you want to remain with the Patriots? Players have more power in this league than they ever did before. If they pull him, if they're you know going to Bailey Zappi throughout the year, if Mac Jones doesn't feel he has full support there, his agent's going to get him out of New England, right? Well, you know, look what's happening with the Indianapolis Colts. Could he end up on the Colts next year? There's going to be teams that are going to be interested in taking a chance on Mac Jones, especially when you look at how he played last year. The New England Patriots right now with Belichick, you know, the coaching staff that they have there, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, it's a bad situation for a quarterback. Their offensive game plan seems to have been a disaster since training camp. I read so many articles about, you know, they don't even know who's going to call the plays. Like, it just seems like a complete messy situation there for any quarterback to be a part of. And Mac Jones now, I know he was injured and that's why he initially came out, but you're seeing what's happening there. They're taking a quarterback that had that showed promise last year, and they're ruining him. Mac Jones might not have the talent to be a top 15 guy. He might not have been the right pick in the first round, but he showed potential last year. He took them to the playoffs when they weren't supposed to. He looked accurate from the pocket. He looked like a smart decision maker. And now they've turned him into somebody that Bailey Zappi might take the job from him. I'm sure Mac Jones holds some blame in this, but ultimately the Patriots are the one that were developing him as the franchise quarterback. They were the one who hired the staff that they thought would help him. And instead, it has been a complete disaster. So pulling Mac Jones, they'll try to downplay it. It is not a small deal. It is a big deal that they decided to pull him on Monday night. And when you look at the games from this past weekend, you look at storylines in the NFL moving forward, this is one of the biggest. This is one of the now biggest stories in the NFL. What are the Patriots going to do with Mac Jones? Are they going to continue to trust him as their guy? Or do we have a quarterback controversy in New England? And we all know if you have two quarterbacks, you really don't have one. And when you have a quarterback controversy that involves a guy you were committed to, it always means you're not committed anymore. So watching Mac Jones' future in New England is now one of the biggest storylines in in the NFL moving forward because of how a mess Bill Belichick has made of this situation. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jets running back Brees Hall, torn ACL. 
out for the year. Now, most years, when the Jets lost a running back, it would not be big news. They're generally not competitive. They're not competing for a playoff spot. They're not 5-2 and two like the Jets are right now. But they are, and the loss of Brees Hall is a big one. We can talk about this in a few ways. First, bad news for Hall, obviously. You never want to see a player get hurt, but especially someone that was having such a fantastic year. 463 yards on 80 carries, 681 yards on 99 total touches, five touchdowns so far in the Jets' seven games, averaging almost 5.8 yards per carry. He's been the explosive back that they hoped he would be. And for a Jets offense that the passing game can really be extremely hit or miss and mostly miss, if we're being honest, with Zach Wilson uh, at quarterback, he was a big part of their offense. He was their big play running back that had been a big reason that they were able to get out to this uh, start that they've been able to get out to. So a big loss for the Jets who have won five straight, surprisingly. If you remember when they were 0-2, Robert Sala said, all right, we're keeping receipts for everybody that doesn't believe in us. And the quote was mocked by, by me included. I, I thought the quote was the, the beginning of him ending up fired at the end of the year. But they've won five straight. They've had some impressive wins. I think they've been underdogs probably in all the games they've played and pulled off five straight. So very impressive from the Jets, but very bad news that they did lose Brees Hall. They're now going to turn to Michael Carter, who is also a young explosive back. But the second big piece of news to come from the NFL on Monday, the Jaguars trade James Robinson from the, from the Jaguars to the Jets. A surprising move for both teams. For the Jets, it's surprising because, A, it's showing they're reinvesting in this year. They are clearly very committed to making sure this year does not fall apart, and it makes a ton of sense. They're a team that really needs uh, some positive outcomes from Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Zach Wilson. Like Zach Wilson, you know, he needs to show that he has that he can meet the meet the potential that they thought that he had uh, at, at, when they drafted him number two overall. But it's not just that; it's also about the fact that Robert Sala needs to win, and Joe Douglas needs to win. Like I said, when when they were zero and two, and they said the thing about we're keeping receipts. I thought that that was a ship falling apart. They've they've righted righted the ship, right? They are on the right path with five straight wins, and I think it's a good trade for them. They trade a, a late round pick that could conditionally be more if they do. Uh, if James Robinson meets certain criteria, I believe it was a yeah six round pick that could become a fifth round pick. So essentially, they got James Robinson for free. Those late round picks you can find those very easily. You can certainly find them the day of the draft. So they acquired James Robinson. James Robinson, a guy that really two years ago was looked at one of the better up-and-coming running backs in the league. He had 289 total touches in 2020, 10 total touchdowns. He, he was explosive. He was good in the passing game. He was good in the running game. And then, of course, it started to dip for him. 195 total touches last season, 81 this year so far. And what's surprising is that the ja the Jaguars were willing to trade him. I know that their season has fallen apart somewhat, four straight losses uh, after a good start. But he was their starting running back. And I know, like, to trade him for that, I just wonder what message that sends to the locker room there in Jacksonville. When things are, are going the way they are, you want to see that the organization believes in you. And it's not like they traded him for a top notch asset. I mean, if they would have gotten a third round pick for him, then you go, okay, the Jaguars are realistic about who they are. They know that this year is not going to be it. But to trade him for a sixth that could be a fifth. Your top running back, one of your top playmakers, I know he didn't get the ball last week, but that was probably more about them knowing he was going to get traded as opposed to him not being involved in the game plan. I'm very surprised at the move by the Jaguars. I'm surprised D Doug Peterson, knowing him the way I do from his time 
in Philadelphia that he was okay selling off his top running back. It does not seem like a Doug Peterson move to me. I know he has some say in personnel down there, but it's a surprising trade by the Jaguars. I think it's a very good one for the Jets, though. I think that it reinforces that they believe in the locker room. It shows they're trying to win. They lose Brees Hall to this injury. They immediately replace him with another good young running back. So two teams that really, at the first few weeks, looked like they were going opposite directions. The Jaguars were on the way up. The Jets were on the way down. And things have really changed over the last month of the season. And this trade really shows that. Another big story from Monday, DK Metcalf. It looked like in their game this past week, he he was carted off the field in the first quarter with a knee injury. It looks like he could have potentially been really hurt. Pete Carroll says on Monday that he did avoid serious injury and that he potentially could even practice on Wednesday. So, It's very good news for DK Metcalf, very good news for the Seattle Seahawks. The fact that he's not going to miss any time, the fact that he's not suffering a serious injury, and the fact that they're going to have him. I mean, this is a Seattle team that could potentially win that division. I think right now nobody would realistically pick them, but the way Geno Smith is playing, the way uh, the the 49ers coming off the loss, the fact that the Rams have not looked that good, that uh, the Cardinals are a mess as always. That division is there for the taking. So had they lost DK Metcalf, that obviously would have been a big blow to their offense. He avoids serious injury. I would be surprised if he played this week. I think there's some, that's something you want to be very cautious with. You don't want to risk him risk uh, injuring that knee anymore. But he is not out for the year, and he could play very soon. So very good news for the Seahawks uh, coming from the scan of DK Metcalf's knee. The other big story from around the NFL on Monday, which I touched on in another episode of this pod, which you can find in your podcast feed for the best football show podcast, the Colts bench Matt Ryan. I think this is just a disastrous move for the Colts, and it's not even about the on-the-field results. I think there's a chance that you know Sam Ellinger goes in there and plays well. He's athletic. He's young. He's motivated. He's kind of everything Matt Ryan isn't at this at this stage of Matt Ryan's career. So it's not even about that. This is clearly a job-saving move or an attempt to save his job from Frank Reich. To me, this just points into dysfunction and really where the Colts are at in this franchise, in their attempt to build a Super Bowl contender. Since Andrew Luck retired, Chris Ballard has been a disaster trying to find a quarterback. He traded a 1-3 and three for Carson Wentz. He traded a 3 for Matt Ryan. He moved on from both of them way sooner than he should have. I know Carson gets a bad rap, but he played pretty good for the Colts last year. He clearly played better than what they got from Matt Ryan this year. So that seems like it was a mistake to move on from him. And then you look on moving on from Matt Ryan after just seven games. How does Chris Ballard, like how many more quarterbacks is this guy going to get to pick? So the Colts, I think, are in a bad place right now. I think they are clearly moving towards a rebuild. I think Frank Reich is probably going to be gone at the end of the year. I don't know if they'll move on from Chris Ballard. It seems like he's willing to listen to what Jim Irsay wants to do, which could allow him to keep that job. But at least you see other general managers at work with the owner. I mean, Howie Roseman in Philadelphia gets a lot of heat for for being viewed as a guy that just does what Larry wants. Well, the Eagles win. Howie won a Super Bowl. Howie has found quarterback after quarterback when the team needs one. Chris Ballard has been unable to do that, whether it's Jim Irsay's fault, whoever. The reality is, with Chris Ballard as a general manager, they have been They've won one playoff game under Chris Ballard, and they have a 44-43-1 record. So they're not really a winning team. They're not a playoff team, and they've been unable to find a quarterback. I think the benching of Matt Ryan shows where this franchise is at and that they need new direction and new leadership there in Indianapolis. 
This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you're still listening, please hit that subscribe button. Please leave a five-star review. It would mean a lot to me, and it really helps the show out, and it would be a great way to show that you like what you hear. Thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you guys on Wednesday.